0: Hello. This video is the third excerpt from a longer podcast about the place of ideas in the landscape architecture design process. It's based on Chapter 3 of City as Landscape, and I'll put the three parts together to make a 76 minute video, which seems a bit long for YouTube. Next, I'll have a go at a classification of the patterns we've been considering. The above examples of Friends of the Pattern Language were chosen from different areas of knowledge and can be conceived as structures, which is a more fashionable term than patterns. But for designers, patterns is a more natural grouping than structures, I think. Patterns are of different ages and can be classified like geological formations, using the terms primary, secondary, tertiary and quaternary as shown in figure 17. The sequence is chronological. Primary patterns existed before man. Secondary patterns, like traces of stone age man, are the oldest signs of human life on earth. Tertiary patterns, like cave paintings, can be very ancient. They are art. Quaternary patterns are more recent, of the type Alexander wrote. The four types of pattern can therefore be discussed in groups. Primary or natural patterns are found in the existing landscape, resulting from flows of energy, from geology, from the nature of materials, from the processes of growth and decay. They might be represented in words and numbers, but maps and drawings are likely to be the most useful format. In Macaig's map overlays, include the primary patterns of the existing landscape. The emerging patterns of landscape ecology, discussed by Forman and Gudrun are of great importance. Dim Sylvia Crowe's book on the pattern of landscape considers natural patterns from both geomorphological and aesthetic points of view. Secondary or human patterns are found in both urban and rural landscapes. They result from the behaviour of humans who adapt places to satisfy needs for food, shelter, transport, comfort, and security. Tertiary or aesthetic patterns result from the artist's imagination, or an aesthetic appreciation of nature. They may come from geometry, mathematics, decoration, representation, mythology, symbolism, allegory, metaphor, abstraction, philosophy, poetry, music and a narrative. There are creative artists with expertise in all these areas. And environmental designers can work with them and learn from them. Quaternary, or archetypal patterns, are tried and tested combinations of the other patterns. They are prototypes that have proved successful, like plant associations, house types, farm types, and settlement types. Their place in outdoor design, which is a site-specific art, is as components. Like a sundial, no outdoor design can be exactly right for more than one point on the earth's surface. Alexander's focus was on archetypal patterns, but as illustrated in the following examples, he does make use of the other pattern types. His patterns 64, 74 and 168 draw on natural and human patterns. Pattern 64 is pools and streams. It relates to natural patterns because we came from water, our bodies are largely water, and water plays a fundamental role in our psychology. Similarly, Pattern 74, Animals, states that animals are as important a part of nature as the trees and grass and flowers. And there is evidence that animals may play a role in a child's emotional development. And Pattern 168, Connection to Earth, arises because A house feels isolated from the nature around it, unless its floors are interleaved directly with the earth that is around the house. Alexander didn't like blocks of apartments. The pattern language avoids purely aesthetic patterns, though some patterns clearly do involve visual judgments. Number 249, ornament, for example, states that old people have the instinct to decorate their surroundings. Comparably, pattern 235, small panes, recommends users to divide each window into small panes because The smaller panes are, the more intensely windows help connect us with what's on the other side. Aesthetics are treated greater length in a 1993 book by Alexander on the colour and geometry of Turkish carpets. Seeing them as A foreshadowing of 21st century art, Alexander wrote of the similarity of these carpets to what the world of Bach and Monteverdi is in the world of music, a realm of pure structure in which the deepest human emotions can have their play. Dealing almost entirely with pattern and ornament, carpets an exercise in colour and geometry. Aesthetics were further analysed in Alexander's four volumes on The Nature of Order, published after this essay was written from 203 to 4. The greatest strength of Alexander's pattern language lies. In its imaginative appreciation of human patterns, they redirect designers' attention away from style and back towards human behavior. For example, pattern 119 values arcades because they play a vital role in the way that people interact with buildings. And pattern 164 recommends street windows because a street without windows is blind and frightening and because it is equally uncomfortable to be in a house which bounds a public street with no window at all on the street. Some of the patterns derive from what an earlier generation of psychologists would have called instincts. Number 181, fire, observes that the need for fire is almost as fundamental as the need for water. And number 129, common areas at the heart, states that no social group, whether a family, a work group or a school group, can survive without constant informal contact among its members. The converse of this proposition, from pattern 141, a room of one's own, is that no one can be close to others without also having frequent opportunities to be alone. Alexander's proposal for a teenager's cottage in pattern 154 could be part of an initiation rite To mark a child's coming of age, transform his place in the home into a kind of cottage that expresses in a physical way the beginnings of independence. My conclusion to Chapter 3 of City as Landscape, and to this podcast, is that the full set of patterns required for outdoor planning and design depends on the nature of the proposals that are to be made. There is no finite set of survey information that can be assembled Before starting work, there is no one inescapable starting point for a design project. This is the fatal flaw in the sad survey analysis design method. When making a new place, planners and designers must know what factors made the existing place how places can be changed and what makes people judge places as good or bad. Specialised vocabulary is therefore necessary. Patterns can use words, diagrams, models and drawings to describe complex processes and qualities. The language will not be symbolic, like computer code, but nor will it be a predominantly spoken language. For planning and design, it is most likely to be diagrams supported by words. Many patterns will be appreciated by the general population. Others will be particular to special groups. Others will be unique to individuals. Words provide a common currency with which to interrelate different structural approaches to the design and analysis of place. Diagrams can have a similar role and are more readily transformed into designs. Structures reside in the environment but they are visible only to people and animals that have reasons to look for them. Each situation can be analysed within different structural frameworks. Ideas are at the heart of the design process and lead on to surveys, to analyses and to designs. Patterns help designers to handle the complexity of environmental design and to recommend them.